Hello and welcome to Family Guy Talk. I'm Ryan Lewis, and I'm here with my co-host, Noah Bolo. That's right, Ryan. On this podcast, we're going to be diving deep into every episode of the new show, Family Guy. We'll be discussing the show's humor, social commentary, and hidden references that make Family Guy the new show to look out for. And, of course, we'll be sharing our own thoughts, opinions, and laughs along the way. So, if you're a Family Guy fan, or just someone who loves good comedy... Join us for a weekly dose of Family Guy Talk. Count it up, counting. Bull here, a lot of mountains. Why hire accountants when you got no allowance? Family Guy Talk. Bring it eat, soft. Talk, talk, walk. Showcase and off-stop. Episodes be diving. Way between the lines and analyze the writing. Pete Lois and Brian. Family Guy Talk. Family Guy Talk. Family Guy Talk. Family Guy Talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to uh, Family Guy Talk. We're already at episode three. Can you can you believe that? I actually cannot believe that. It just blows my mind, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like just two weeks ago that we were on episode one, and now we're already on episode three. It's it's crazy how much time flies. It does honestly. So yeah, this episode um, is called Chitty Chitty Death Bang. Did you say that already? Uh, no, I haven't. I actually wanted to, to talk about something before we dive deep into the episode. Please. Do you know what today is? Or today, for us, mm. it'll be a later day when everyone listening <laughs> is listening to this, but today is a different day. It's true. I thought it was very interesting that we got a brand new episode of Family Guy on today of all yep. days. And today, today's Mother's oh, Day. Oh, yeah. I, I hope you all had some fun with your moms. Hope you treated them right. Unless your mom's dead. Uh, then you're kind of shit out of luck you know i mean you can still like visit them yeah yeah i mean give some flowers yeah some chocolates well i mean you wouldn't want i mean maybe if like chocolates is what killed them yeah that would be pretty insensitive but then maybe flowers maybe flowers killed that allergy that is true see we just don't know your life so it's kind of that makes you wonder though what if they died in a cemetery like where would you because you couldn't just be buried in a cemetery you yeah thought, like what if like you were just crushed by a headstone like it can happen there's never a zero percent chance where you're not just crushed by a tombstone yeah that's 100 percent. that's real um i mean that's much mm. of the reason that i'm afraid of cemeteries you know i mean you know there's a cemetery that i actually used to live by two cemeteries this is no joke i mean you know my parents are divorced i never had a good childhood <laughs> No, I don't. I don't mean that. But my my dad lived down. There. No, you talk about it all the time. Though. <laughs> no, I just it, it's it's my trauma. You definitely complain about it a lot. I choose to share what I want to share. Yeah. My dad lived down the street from a cemetery, and then one of the houses that my mom moved to was also like. I mean, it was a little farther than just down the street, but it was relatively right. close to a cemetery, and it was like so much death looming over me. And you know, me and my friends, we would. There was this one time that we went there in the middle of the night because we were convinced that we were gonna be ghost hunters when we grew up. Really? And yeah, we went to the cemetery. We were just walking around. It was super creepy. It was chilly. There was like fog, you know, the whole thing. In mm-hmm. the distance, we saw something moving. It was going up and down and up and down. Yeah. And my eyes were playing these crazy tricks on me. Uh-huh. I could have sworn that it looked like somebody was digging. What? I was convinced that it was a ghost <gasps> digging up his grave, trying to find his body. 
Oh my gosh. And I was petrified. Me and my friend were petrified, dude. What would what, you do? What'd you do? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what we did. Okay. We were ballsy. I mean, we were scared, we were petrified, but we uh -huh. walked towards it. Oh my because I Wait, why would you do that? I would you do that? needed to get a better look at this thing. And finally oh when I got close enough, yeah. I realized what it was. What was it? What, what was you it? You really want to know? Tell me. Tell me. Get over it. I don't know if you can handle what it is. I I I, I think I can. We, we might have to put like a listener warning on the, on the episode. Yes, but, very. But I can handle. I can. I can handle it. I can handle it. It was a balloon. <laughs> it it was a balloon. What kind of balloon? It was. It was. What kind of balloon? It was like one of those party city. Metallic balloons. But, 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 but what character was on the balloon? Which, I, what, what I on think the, it was. It probably said like "get well soon" or something. I didn't actually read it because. But was but was there like someone on the balloon? No, it was just it was just a balloon. <sighs> it was just swaying in the wind. Phew. That's my story. Phew. I know. That was that was pretty intense. I know. Uh, man, it's already so early in this in this episode, we, we we've been talking about death. Let's switch it up and and talk about. Uh, birth, as in birth days. You see, at the beginning of this episode of Family Guy, season one, episode three, Chitty Chitty Death Bang, you may think the episode's about death because there's the word death in the title. Mm -hmm. But really, it's about Stewie's first birthday. Wow. Stewie is about to turn one years old already in the show. It feels like we've known him forever and he's already turning one years old. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful that's thing. Crazy. Just like I said, you know, mm -hmm. time flies. It really does. And for Stewie's first birthday party, Lois wants to go all out. Lois wants to make sure Stewie is celebrating his birthday in style. And so her plan for Stewie's first birthday is to rent out this Chuck E. Cheese style restaurant. It's Cheesy Charlie's. For Stewie. It's called Cheesy Charlie's. Yeah, it's just Chuck E. Cheese. It doesn't matter. She rents this place out. Cherry Choo Choo's for Stewie's first birthday for him and all of his little friends to play some arcade games and eat uh, some overpriced pizza and just have some fun. Which, you know, I would have loved to go to Chuck E. Cheese's, right? In real life? Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. I would have loved to go there for my first birth. I mean, granted, I would have been like a baby and not remembered it. But, you know, I, I feel like the intention's there. I like to think one-year-old me would have recognized that. Yeah. And I think it. that I actually had like two birthdays in a row at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, well, we got Mr. Rockefeller over here, <laughs> huh? Mr. I mean, what can I say? I, I, you... I lived a privileged oh, did, life. Did you, drive your did you drive your Tesla <laughs> on the way there, too? Actually, I had my driver drive my Tesla. Oh, yeah, okay. So I'm actually... Jeez. I'm actually even better than you even think how better I am. One thing that, uh... Yeah, your vocabulary really demonstrates <laughs> that. I, I want to... <laughs> uh, asshole. Yeah. But anyway... One thing that I did kind of want to talk about this Cheesy Charlie situation. Yeah, Chinny's chocolate... Does this, pot. like, bring up anything for you? Like, does it, like, run your brain for something? I'm just trying to see if we're on the same wavelength or not. What? Obviously, this is the fictional Chuck E. Cheese version of this in this universe that they've created, but it's giving Five Nights at Freddy's, man. Both feature, you know, animatronics, like robotic rat type thing. And then Five Nights at Freddy's has like Freddy Fazbear and Bonnie and like, you know, the claw machine. What does Bonnie the bunny have to do well, with she, it? The, the, she's Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh. And this is like 
What does that have to do with Family Guy, though? I mean, that's just what I'm trying to figure out right now. Oh. You know? Go on. Both places have pizza, but it's probably not very good pizza. Okay. Both places have a sketchy owner, which we'll get to. Yeah, I'll just, I'll put a pin in that for now. I'm feeling Five Nights at Freddy's on this one. Just in my opinion, I mean, Chuck E. Cheese is like not really a thing anymore. I mean, it was big when we were kids, but for the for the show to like make a clone off of, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, but it's modern day. It's like, no, this is a direct Five Nights at Freddy's reference. I mean, there's like a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, but it's not near like, but it was huge when we were younger. Now it's like a dirty, skanky place, you know? I mean, t to be fair, Chuck E. Cheese is always a dirty place that attracted a lot of skanks but that's uh, yeah that's why i had the birthday parties there <clears throat> okay okay warren buffett so yeah lois i'll think about that i'll think about that five nights at freddy's thing that's an interesting connection. let it roll in your brain for a bit okay i will yeah in this episode lois is pretty excited about this birthday party this reservation now she just got the reservation she hasn't paid for it yet which we come to find out but she's so excited for it because all of the previous birthdays for her kids she's had to put on the party herself in the midst of like planning or arranging the whole thing coordinating it all she actually misses some really special moments with her children which i mean it's kind of heartbreaking because as a mom, obviously me speaking out of experience, being there for the big firsts, something that is so special and so important. Lois actually misses Meg's first words, Meg's first steps, and Meg's first drum solo, all because she was busy planning her first party. I know, it's it, it really showcases the burdens of being a mom almost, that you gotta, you mm -hmm. know, you, you're so focused on taking care of your family, providing for them, doing everything for them really, mm -hmm. that, that you just get caught up in it almost and miss out on some of the minor moments. But it's not because you don't want to. You want to be there for the first words and the first steps, the first drum solo. Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, my mom was there the first time I played uh, guitar and you know she was really enthralled by my performance from such a young age I was able to rock out on the guitar and the first time I did it she still says it's one of her favorite moments uh, yeah actually she really reminds me that I peaked in many ways in that moment <laughs> but it really just went downhill from there but mm -hmm. i mean when i broke out that guitar for the first time and did stairway to heaven i became her son in that moment and she felt like she was my mom before there wasn't really any connection there but now <laughs> it was like we solid we solidified it's it it's a beautiful thing it makes me sad that Lois is, is missing out on moments like that, but she doesn't want to miss out on those moments this time. She wants to make sure she gets it right with Stewie, and I'm so happy that she's wanting to be there for her kids and wanting to spend time with them and making sure everything is just perfect, yeah. and she, she wants to get this right. They tell Stewie the party is happening. He should be so excited. It's going to be his first birthday party. He doesn't really understand what a birthday is, and he immediately finds it to be suspect. It's after that that Peter actually goes outside and he meets Meg. Meg is actually walking inside. She's super upset, tears running down her face. And Peter's like, what the fuck is, what's wrong? And Meg's like, I tried out for cheer and I sucked. 
And what's interesting is that rather than really giving her some actual coping mechanisms or, or ways to deal with her inadequacies, he actually just tells her, start pretending to be the girl that you think other people want you to be. Yeah, that's just interesting advice that Peter would give her because yeah. it's, um, it's, it's one thing. I was going to say, that's pretty an interesting advice that Peter would give her. You know, it's interesting that... Um, what were you going to say next? It's interesting that he's basically pushing his insecurities onto her. Yeah, it is interesting that he's basically pushing his insecurities onto her. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, Meg really needs a role model who can help teach her about life and the many obstacles that you have to face. And as we've seen in like the previous episode too, you know, she kind of does turn to Peter for help. I'm not sure Peter is really able to effectively communicate these mm. life lessons with his daughter. You know, you get the underlying feeling there that he does care. He wants to be there for her. You know, he has a very difficult time showing it when he gives this advice to his daughter and when he messes up he just thinks ah oh, i kind of flubbed that oh well i'll get him next time but like no to, to Meg, these are like important things she's hearing from her father that she's really taking to heart every you know little thing that peter throws her way that he doesn't give another thought about you know Meg is taking into deep consideration and it's these little moments that are really going to affect her future. True. She is actually comforted by this idea though, pretending to be whatever role she thinks everybody wants her to, to play, right? She goes inside, whatever. Lois gives Peter and Chris the job to drop off the deposit at Cheesy Charlie's for the party on, on Saturday. Which, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm sure that Lois didn't really think it through, but knowing Peter's spending habits and his childish inclinations, it almost seems like she's kind of setting him up for destruction here, but, but we'll, yeah, we'll get into that. Stewie, you know, whenever they try to tell him about his birthday, you know, he's, he's not really under understanding it well you know what happens You're before right. they go to the, the chuck e cheese right. um, i'm i'm bad at you know, this they're... i'm bad at this okay you can just tell me yeah. you can tell me yeah Listen, this was a dense episode okay i'm surprised that we even have managed to get That's this a far. lot of volume it's like yeah. turn it down my ears turn it down so yeah they tell stewie that they're gonna throw him uh his first birthday party and stewie he's not really grasping the concept of what a birthday is yet he's thinking that somehow some way in his own little genius baby mind that the family's really plotting to return stewie to the womb mm. Because, you know, Stewie saw being in the womb as, like, torture. He saw it as being in, like, solitary confinement for nine months. We, we see this whole sequence where he's fighting the other, let's say, potential candidates to be the next baby in the family, you know. Sperm. Yeah, jizz. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he, he's fighting off the other jizz, get to the egg. I, I think I'm having some trouble with this. Uh, Noah, do you want to explain how babies are made real quick? You are talking about yeah. this to me yeah. earlier. Like, you, you well, seem to know. You seem to know a lot about women. True. I do. You said you actually seem to know more about women than women. Yeah, let's uh let's We'll talk about that later. No, let's um, get into it. But yeah. Content okay. warning for the following information. This is uh yeah, this, put your kids away. Put your kids away. Put your kids away. Okay. Yeah. If you're under twenty five years old, you should just turn this off right now. If you're in health class right now, make sure you have a parent's permission slip to, to listen to this because teachers might play this. Absolutely. For kids to learn. Absolutely. So when a man and a woman love each other, there is a certain step 
in such a relationship where they want to express that love in a physical manner. Now, obviously, this step occurs after marriage, typically the night of the marriage, pretty much before all of the wedding party has left, but the bride and the groom usually scurry off to their private room. So the first thing that happens is that the wedding dress gets unzipped from the back, and the man takes off his suit jacket, takes off his belt, and then they engage... What if he wasn't wearing a uh, Then he would unclip the suspenders. Then they... What if he wasn't wearing suspenders? Then he's not getting married. No woman would settle for a man who wouldn't wear those things. What about a man settling with a man? That can't happen. That absolutely can happen. Yeah. So the bride and groom are making out hard. And then maybe the man decides to perform cunnilingus. I think now's a good time to talk about <laughs> our sponsor, Parker's Peaches. Um... <laughs> Oh you just, I'm sorry, but you were, you reminded me with that where we're going. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. In case if you haven't tried Parker's delicious, always fresh, readily available peaches, uh, go go do that. It doesn't even have to be a Parker's peach. As long as you grab a peach and think of Parker, then it's a Parker's peach. Uh, did you want to finish talking about birds and the bees, or do you think you covered it? You know, I think I about covered it. Okay. Okay, so Stewie actually views the womb, like you said, as, as a sort of prison, and he thinks that he remembers the doctor who delivered him, and he actually thinks this birthday is just a ploy for the man in white, as Stewie calls him, to put Stewie back into that prison, back into the womb. I mean, that's just kind of a crazy idea, but you know, he is a baby, so. Yeah, it, must have seen it in some kind of show or something, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure that it exists. There's violence in movies. And sex on TV. So after we spend that, <laughs> after we spend that time with Stewie, we uh we follow uh, Peter and Chris. They go to the Cheesy Charlie's. Uh, yeah, I remembered. <laughs> they go to Cheesy Charlie's to drop off the deposit check, and immediately whenever they get there, Peter is like, oh my gosh, look at all this fun stuff to do. There's arcade games, there's mm -hmm. there's a ball pit. Like, like Peter just couldn't resist himself. You know, he, he immediately dives, like, headfirst into a ball pit to play. Yeah. And Chris are playing arcade games. Peter's trying his hand at a claw machine. He's having a lot of fun, but he's losing track of himself here. He's forgetting all about the check. Eventually, he meets up with, like, the manager of the restaurant, and the manager Manager's like, oh, you know, we, we're expecting Stewie for his party. We're, we're so happy to host it. But Peter feels like this guy's got a little bit of an attitude, you know. He, he feels like he's too snooty mm. for his taste, mm -hmm. you know. And he's like, well, hold on there, mister. I don't know if I want my son to have his first birthday party here. I don't know if I want him to have that memory of being here in your trashy, garbage, Chuck E. Cheese ripoff restaurant. He doesn't say all that, but I'm paraphrasing the intentions. Yeah, that's the gist. Yeah, so uh, Peter actually doesn't give him the deposit the check he actually cancels the reservation altogether yeah at cheesy charlie's he's like nope we're not doing it so sorry fella and so they leave and they go back home you know peter's aware of what he did he knows lois had her heart set on having stewie's first birthday at cheesy charlie's so he's pretty apprehensive about telling her what what really happened obviously lois is very upset and she wants peter to explain to her what happened why did he ruin this reservation that she had planned so far ahead and he concocts this story and i use concoct with purpose because this is just a cock of bullshit. Mm -hmm. He basically. Con too. Yeah. 
He basically paints this picture of Cheesy Charlie's that is a haunted castle that they walked into in the middle of a stormy night. And all of the children were sitting at rough wooden benches and eating schlop from medieval times. They didn't say it was gruel, but I think it was pretty heavily implied that it was. In yeah, fact, yeah. I, I was thinking either cheese grits or gruel. Yeah, which both are, you know, they're pretty much the same according to me, you know. This guy, right? this yeah. guy, you know, he's always you know, good yeah, for that. You know, yeah, he, and you know, anytime I go to Cracker Barrel, they're like, you want grits with your meal? I'm like, no oh, grits. Man. No man. grits. Shame on me for bringing that up, because once you get yeah. this guy talking about grits, you it, cannot it, get yeah. him to stop. Yeah. <laughs> What's Wait. the deal with grits? <laughs> You know, uh, no, but it's actually a, a pretty big problem. It's, yeah, it's of yeah. mine. So uh, the kids it's, are it, the, no, no. You you keep going. Just just give me a minute. Yeah, take your time, man. So these uh, these poor helpless children are slopping down grits. I mean, it's just it's just a dry, zero fun environment. And he actually walks up to the to the manager. This is the interesting part of Peter's story because the manager actually he he raises his hand at you know a forty five degree angle and he hails hitler which which i know will put a smile on ryan's face remember ryan he hails hitler yeah. he raised his hand in everything he did. yeah and basically peter in the story obviously says to the manager like dude i don't like that guy that guy is like a bad guy like nobody likes that guy anymore i'm actually not giving you the the check uh and i'm gonna take my business elsewhere yeah that's that's the right response to have when faced with a hitler worshiping devil super progressive of peter yeah yeah good for the show to take on that stance in today's day and age i'm i'm willing to bet if i look at twitter those Nazis. Yeah. They're going to be angry. That's the, that's the, uh, yeah, that's the preferred term. Peter's like, I don't really rock with Hitler like that, so I'm actually going to dip. The manager is like, yeah, you're not actually going anywhere. And he presses a button and then chairs rise from beneath the surface and trap Peter. I guess Chris is there too. I forgot to mention Yeah, yeah. Him, Chris got trapped too. Yeah. And so basically they're trapped and, and the Hitler guy's talking and get this. Peter turns into the Hulk. Not just the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I know it was a fantasy sequence and all, but I I was really believing that he was the Hulk. I was actually kind of struggling to decipher like, wait, is this the real story? And the other one was the made up one. You know, I was just getting confused because it was so compelling. You know, kudos to the writers for being able to craft such an intricate story within a story, but still being able to hold themselves to the same quality of writing as the rest of it. It's tough to pull off for sure. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, unlike us, Lois was actually not buying this story. Um, and the Hulk part essentially is what threw her off. Yeah. Lois is not believing the story. And she's like, dude, I'm, I'm so stressed out. Like, what are we going to do? And Peter's like, oh, we could just have the party here. And then Lois probably, she must have had like a flashback of all of the previous parties that she had to put on for her past kids and how much that took out of her and her time with her kids. And she's like, dude, that is exactly what I don't want to do. But Peter lovingly says, no, you won't have to do a thing. I will take care of it all, which is a lovely sentiment but then he actually says he... yeah go ahead really yeah if you have something to say like feel uh, free it's a conversation right yeah um yes so i'm sorry i'm nervous oh my <laughs> yeah <Yo. laughs> 
<laughs> Come on, we're at episode okay, three. Okay. You shouldn't still be nervous. I, I, I'm just still getting jittery. Aww. Um, <laughs> Ryan. But seriously, though, what Peter did, he was making promises far out of his reach. I mean, he was saying that he was going to get his head's words on me. He was going to have a cake. Yeah. He was going to have balloons. Yeah. He was going to have, get this, a petting zoo. Mm -hmm. And his words, and I'm quoting him on this. He was going to get a big-ass pinata. Mm -hmm. They're going to have games, tons of friends and family over. The baby is going to be there? The baby was also going to be there. <laughs> the whole shebang. Did you say the baby or the baby? The baby. Yeah, they both were going to be there. Um, but, but yeah, Peter was just promising all these things, and Lois was just eating it up. She was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you would do this for me. Thank you. That that just takes off so much pressure. I feel so relieved. You know, she was so happy with Peter in that moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think Peter was pretty proud of himself, too. You know, second Lois left the room, he was like, oh my gosh, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. Meanwhile... Meg is actually at school, and there's some seemingly popular kids that are, you know, making a joke like saying, hey, let's go throw up in the bathroom, which is an interesting jab at, you know, the beauty standards that we have as a society, which requires young girls to develop eating disorders in order to fit those standards. And it's kind of weird to make jokes off of that, you know, but Meg tries to fit in and says, hey, I love throwing up. And the girl, the popular girl's like, and eh, no. And then they walk away, and then a new girl walks up. Kind of strange, but she's very friendly with Meg. Her name is Jennifer, and she is very, very friendly. She offers to go throw up with, with Meg, which is, again, interesting, but there's definitely something off about this character. Yeah, yeah, no no doubt. They definitely, even when she was first introduced, there was, like, something a little off-kilter about her. You know, maybe she's just quirky. That's what I thought about her, too. Maybe she's just, you know, kind of quirky, quirky. kind of goofy, kind of silly, a little wacky. I mean, we've all known people like that in in high school right the little yeah, quirky oh my gosh. little goofy goof trust me i knew my fair share of people i'm gonna list them all right now <laughs> please um no i'm just joking uh oh. but i have names <clears throat> but i mean I, I mean for for them to just yeah go going to throw up together it, it kind of is sad that you know meg is so desperate for some kind of connection that she considers that to be a fun group activity yeah and, you know and then and then you think well maybe for maybe for jennifer too this is also some kind of bonding experience maybe through their shared pain they can connect mm -hmm. and maybe form a real bond there you'll see that maybe we don't have to do this maybe we're perfect just the way we are yeah so, you know I, I was really hoping to see their the friendship blossom more through the episode and we do explore that more later on but a meanwhile, Stewie escapes the house because, you know, he's worried about this this man in white guy, you know, mm -hmm. and he wants to get out of town. He's going to the airport and uh, is trying to get tickets. Some people working at the airport, they're thinking, oh, you know, this poor little kid, he, he's lost. You know, we can't find his family anywhere. But, you know, little do they know that he's not lost. He's he's actually one smart baby. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But they don't see that, though. They don't see that. And uh, Stewie is actually taken with what, 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 what do you call? Call them in an airport general. Um, I think he's airport. Airport. Oh lieutenant. man, tenant. Air, airport. 
Captain? Captain. No. We'll call, we'll call, okay. Airport Eminem. Airport Eminem. Airport Eminem kind of took him aside to like watch watch over him, telling him, you know, it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna find your family. You know, it's it's all right. Don't, you don't need to be worrying about nothing. And uh, he actually gave Stewie some some pretty good advice. He he was saying that you know you may be lost right now, or maybe you're running from your problems. But running from your problems, it never actually solves anything. Mm. And you know, Stewie thinks about this, and he's like, you know, that's actually an interesting concept. I've never really thought about this before but it really gives stewie the courage to go and face the man in white you know he's, he's going to confront his problems head on no more mr nice baby he, he's not going to let some guy dictate his life he's not going to live his life in fear from some man in white so he he leaves the airport with a new found sense of confidence mm -hmm. and he also freezes airport m&m and carbonite yeah that's which kinda crazy. thankfully the man is okay though you know he's only going to be frozen for 10 years but he's alive it is established I was kind of worried there. That's good. But enough about that. Uh, what's happening with Peter, though? Peter's kind of freaking out at this point. He's made all these promises, and he's gone out to everything that he can think of to fulfill those promises. He he goes to like a farm to try to get pigs. He goes to this shop where they have clown looking things but is super creeped out by the guy that's there. All of the things that he promised Lois he is falling short of. And so he makes one last attempt to get the party to get. I mean let's make this clear. The party is happening today. We have actually reached the day of the party and Peter does not have any of the things that he promised aside from the big ass pinata which was literally a pinata in the shape of a human buttocks yeah i thought that was interesting because i never pictured stewie for an ass man but oh, i mean definitely yeah i guess it's never really been stated what he's into yeah that's yet to be explored but based off of vibes alone i would definitely say boob man for sure yeah yeah that's what i was getting to so brian mentions i mean i think this is just an offhanded joke that brian makes that like Hey, the circus is in town. You should go get them. But that actually yeah, yeah. like puts a spark in Peter. He's actually like, wow, that's a really good idea. So what he does is he goes to, I mean, it's like a parade type thing happening with the circus. And so he goes to the part of town that that's taking place in and he sees a sign for the parade like it's just like a direction sign showing them where to go and he picks it up and you know for a second i'm like oh he's gonna reroute the parade all the way home how's that gonna work yeah, that's what i was thinking too but then what he does i mean bravo to the writers for this is he takes the sign mm -hmm. and he uses it to smash the conductor on the head and just knocks him out cold pretty great subversion of expectations perfect right. pr subversion pr well yeah yeah, it, it, I mean, it had me laughing like crazy. So what he does is he walks over and he pulls the body out of sight and he puts on the clothes. The people in the circus that are in this parade are obviously focused on other things. They're focused on their act, whatever. And they don't see this happen and they don't really have the presence of mind to notice, oh, the conductor has a different face. You know, that's not something that we really know, especially if he's facing yeah. the opposite direction. I think that's just like a conductor thing, though. You know, sometimes they just have different faces. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, I used to think that all conductors were like the same. Mm -hmm. Like they just got the same guy, but, you know, they, they'd look different. Like they, they just put in like a costume or something. You know, college really taught me a lot about conducting. So true. Yeah. That is so true. I mean, minor you minored really in, yeah, you minored in yeah. train studies. So it's fascinating. Stuff. Yeah. Tra trains and orchestras. Yeah. Yeah, the, the two big ones. Yeah, which, I mean, it's weird that they lumped them together for a minor, but, you know, they did cross over a lot. There was a lot of similarities. Yeah, I bet there was a really good crossroads yeah. with, with with those two subjects. I know. I never realized how much coal a tuba uses. <laughs> 
Uh, nice. But but it took you a while to connect those strings, huh? Uh, like train string? Yeah. Yeah, train string. Okay. I mean, obviously, I don't know anything about it. They use that, that to honk the horn. Yeah. I mean, they call it something else on the train. What's that? I forgot. Oh, okay. I can't remember everything, you know. Well, maybe you should get that minor revoked. Uh, nope. Once they give it to me, it is legally mine, and they can take it from my cold dead hands. It's fair. So yeah, Peter brings the circus to their house, mm -hmm. which obviously surprises Lois. I mean, she is overjoyed by this. No, it's it's crazy that Peter actually followed through on his promise. You know, nothing nothing crazy or wacky happened. He he did it. Yeah, pretty incredible what the power of will can do mm -hmm. for Peter. You know, say what you want about the guy, but Peter loves his wife. That's one thing that is abundantly clear through everything, even through the mistakes that he's made, his faults. He loves Lois. You know what they say, happy, happy wife, uh, happy home. It's true. That's true. And you know what else they say? No. This, this, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. <clears throat> Me neither. But uh, yeah, everything does seem fine and dandy at the party now. Peter brought all the entertainment they need. Lois is happy, you know. Yep. Everything seems fine, but Meg, mm. Meg isn't actually at the party. Mm. See, Lois wanted the whole family to be there to celebrate Stewie's birthday, but Meg, she wanted to go hang out with Jennifer because Jennifer had invited her to a party and Meg was like, wow, I actually get to go to a party and I have a friend there that I know and I can make even more friends. You know, she, she's super pumped, but Lois, Lois didn't want her to go. She was like, this is a family event. This is important. There's only ever going to be one Stewie's first birthday and you need to be there for it. But uh, Meg, she's like, no, this is really important for me. My whole social standing could change if I go to this party. She goes to a friend's party instead of Stewie's party. And whenever Meg goes with Jennifer to the party, they get there and things seem kind of off yeah you, know? like, you could say that again yeah uh, things seemed like they were kind of off yeah you could say that again You're right i could <laughs> so whenever they got there uh <laughs> You know, uh, May kind of noticed that everyone was wearing a blue tracksuit. All the other kids there, including Jennifer, and they were all weirdly smiling for some reason. They all seemed giddy or happy about something. And yeah. Meg is pretty much oblivious to it, though. She, do she doesn't care if things seem weird. She's just happy to be at an actual party with fellow teenagers. Jennifer's like, oh, you'll you'll fit in here just fine. You know, we're, we're going to do something very special later. And Meg's like, wow, wow, I can't wait. And Jennifer goes over to the punch bowl they have set out and she's pouring in poison like rat poison mm -hmm. arsenic and like cyanide yeah and like stuff they make like bombs with like stuff you put in a bomb she was putting in the punch and like the punch was like a bomb but like you drink it and you put it in your body which would make your body a bomb maybe i don't Whoa. know i didn't get the bomb miner so i i can't speak to that but Wait, see i did oh okay so you can explain that i i can so, uh, yeah, the, the punch was pretty, uh, unconsumable at that point, but, but they were filling up glasses to pass around in order to get people to consume it. And, you know, Meg didn't really notice this at all, but I was getting the vibes that this party was really a cult. So there are four components of a bomb. One. Oh no, we moved on from that. I mean, did you, no. did you really want to explain it? No, man. Forget it. I mean, if you wanted, I mean, I get, I what time i mean i guess we have no some time nope we gotta are finish you sure it. we gotta finish the episode uh, 
Okay. Just um, my one fucking chance to fucking what? Nothing. Okay. Asshole talking underneath his mouth. <laughs> can't fucking hear him. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Meg, Meg is uh down the clown at this party and you know drink some of that yummy poison juice that they were making back at home lois is pretty upset that meg's not there and peter's like you know what i'm gonna go get meg and bring her home meg needs to be a part of this family celebration so peter actually goes to the house where the cult party is at he's ready to grab meg and go and the this uh cult leader guy uh he comes down and he's like ready to include meg into the proceedings he's like we got to get you a blue tracksuit too you know, you're, you're gonna be a part of this you're gonna be a part of this big old family we have and meg's excited but peter comes in and he's like hey meg i know you want to be here with your friends right now but you got to understand that you got to be at this party for stewie we're well, well not even for stewie peter realizes in this moment when he's trying to get meg to come home that this this party was never even really for stewie this party was actually for lois Oof. you know lois wants so badly to be there for her family and all the big moments in life but she feels like she has to throw stewie this huge extravagant party and you know peter realizes that like wait a minute stewie's not even going to remember this w what's this for it's actually for lois mm. lois needs this big family moment she just wants to see the family together all happy smiling peter's like wow you know i i never thought about it like that before we need to do this for your mom yeah it's just not really something that you think about. Every time that I'm invited to like a first birthday or a first confirmation or a first birthday, I'm just confused like why are we even doing this, right? Because the baby, they're not going to remember it. So who's this really for? And it's never really been something that I've thought about that no, this is actually like a way to celebrate motherhood. Because I mean, it's such a beautiful thing for a person to create another person but it is also so much work to do so mm -hmm. and those those people couldn't be me you're right those people deserve a day to celebrate couldn't be me right which is why for this mother's day i spent it recording this podcast while my mom was in her room watching tv alone <laughs> And you know, she she really appreciated that alone time. She did. She she talked to me about it earlier. Hey, yo. Yeah. She's doing talking to my mom. Oh, no. Just like any time, you know, she feels down or someone or something, she, she needs someone to talk to. You know, it's, it's we we won't get into it. No, I'm kind of thinking we need to get into it. She, no, she, she enjoyed she enjoyed her Mother's Day. She used the words adequate in describing it. All right, man. All right. I mean, I thought you could have done more for your mom since she does so much for you. Grounded. Yes, sir. All right, so here's how to make a bomb. You got to get explosive material, substance capable of releasing energy in a rapid manner. You need to get an initiator, a device or, or a mechanism that triggers the explosion of the explosive material. And then you need to make a fuse, something that controls the timing of the explosion, allowing the bomber to set a delay before the bomb detonates. And then of course you also need to get casing. So like a container or shell that actually holds the explosive material and protects it during transport handling up until the moment of detonation. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Also, also, uh, no, no one actually make a bomb from listening to it. Yeah, this, this yeah. Is, this is, Listen, that's, this, that's not actually how you make a, a bomb, though. No, that's, that's uh, it's no. just a joke. That that was basically. Was, hang we, on. we didn't tell you how to make a bomb. No, I was just describing what not would make a bomb. Yeah, 
Yeah. And you know what is the bomb though? Parker's peaches. <laughs> uh, just another shout out. They'll explode your mouth with flavor. Nice. Very classy. Yeah, so Peter is able to convince Meg to come back to the party at home. And, you know, the other kids there at the meeting, they're like, wow, this party sounds great. Can we come too? And Peter's like, oh, sure, the more the merrier. And, you know, he pours himself a glass of the punch and he, like, holds it up and says, cheers to uh, everyone, you know, to Stewie, to Lois, to, to family and, and friends. And everyone raises up their glasses to cheers. And then they all take a drink except uh, Peter and Meg because they realize they're pretty late. So they get in their car and, and head on out. And uh, you don't see it happen on screen, but uh, everyone else died. Yeah, super grim. I kind of wish we focused more time on the the gravity of the situation we just witnessed, but... I mean, you hear about in the news of all these, you know, cults that do these group sacrifices, groups, whatever, you know, and it's just like... Swiss. What? You said Swiss. Well, I was, I said, I was what, going to say suicide. What's... what's <laughs> yes. oh. so I what, said suicides, what, but I kind of like cut off. What, does this, what do the Swiss have this. to do with, <laughs> with, with cults? It's just their culture is just so cult-like anyways, you know, this. Their, wait, their culture? Whoa. Uh, we'll talk about that later. In our in our other podcast, our, our, our true crime. Our true crime ghost uh, <laughs> hunting uh, how to make a bomb podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, um so yeah peter, uh, peter and meg just left the cult house and the leader of the cult actually comes downstairs sees the grisly sight of these dead children and is unfazed obviously this was his idea this was his setting up everything but now he would have to transcend into the afterlife alone which is something that he doesn't want to do so he decides that he's gonna go after peter and meg so that he can die with them well really so that probably he can kill them and then he can die and so he can move to the next period of existence with yeah. somebody okay so what he does is he basically just chases after them and so peter uh and meg finally get back and meg surprises her mom and and lois is so overjoyed to see the family and everything we cut to inside the house and in walks the cult leader and the choices of cinematography and, and the color palette that they choose is so interesting. Everything has this like purple hue. Everything is just, they use really wide shots and it really draws out this suspense of this stranger. Keep in mind of the costuming choice too for this scene because oh, uh, shit. the robes in which this cult leader wears, uh, you're not going to believe this. They're actually white. Can't believe I forgot the most important fucking This deep. man is in white. So basically Stewie comes out and he thinks that he's the man in white and then he kills the guy. That's what happens. Well, I mean, yeah, to, to put it bluntly, I guess. Uh, uh, well, that's that's what happens. Uh, is there anything you want to analyze? Nope. The cinematography. I'm a pe the, I'm nope. You know, I kind of I kind of enjoyed the sound design myself of of the scene, but nope. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> are you are you good? Yeah. Okay. Good. 
So, so yeah, Stewie has vanquished the man in white and he uh, goes outside and is celebrating. And that's when uh, the family sees Stewie and decide to give him his cake. And uh, Chris tells Stewie that if you make a wish and then you blow out the candle, then uh, your your wish will come true. So Stewie does blow out his candle and, uh, well, you, you, ex you explain what wish he made. Honestly, I didn't really get it. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of implied that like Stewie would make a wish involving, you know, world domination and death destruction doom at his hand but that's that's not what happens stewie instead wishes for a disco tech hmm. like him and his family are magically transported to to a disco and they're all wearing like you know 70s disco outfits and they just start i mean they just say it as it is uh, they were they were getting funky god damn right they were is that a reference to anything or is i not that i can think of which hurt remember this you're saying it's <clears throat> You're saying Butch Hartman's funky? No, 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 no. He plays Mr. Weed. Peter's boss. But Mr. Weed wasn't in the episode. I know. And that pretty much was uh, the this this episode of uh, Family Guy. Yeah, that that wraps it up. What what, what do you think overall uh, about it? Uh, the, compared to the other episodes here here's what i thought i thought that it was a very simple true to uh it, it was a very simple tr true story i was kind of getting the same vibes too you know this seemed for the most part like a story that took place and had characters <laughs> go on their own representative arcs where they learned some lessons had some fun and you know uh some antics happened and at the end of the day, they all learned a very valuable lesson that I'm sure is uh, left an impression on the viewers as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there were some commercials, too. I definitely think that this episode was a bit lighter than the previous two, which personally, for, for my mental health, I'm thankful for. Right. I mean, those, yeah, we, those, we needed some levity. A hundred percent. Yeah. Those past couple episodes really like were bringing me down. But this one, I mean, obviously, it it did toe the line. There was, you know, some mentions of, you know, EDs and and you know, group suicides and stuff. That was that was really hard to watch. But I think overall, I think our characters really showed some drive, some initiative. They all kind of ended up in a better place than when they started this episode, which is actually mm -hmm. a first, I think. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really happy that Peter got a chance to shine and not really mess things up the whole episode. Like halfway through, he kind of resolved his arc a little bit and actually followed through in getting Stewie the, the perfect birthday party. You know, he, he actually stepped up as a dad and, and I'm proud of him for that. And it was also nice too, uh, seeing a little bit more focus on Meg and Lois as characters. I thought this was just the perfect Mother's Day episode. You yeah. Know, showing, showing how families should come together and show all the proper love and respect that mothers deserve and I, I think lois really got that at the end of the episode she got the one big happy family that that she yeah, wanted so true well that does it for this week's episode of family guy talk thank you so much everybody for tuning in taking the time to listen please if you enjoyed us leave us a like leave us a review it helps a lot we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on instagram we're on tiktok uh i got a letterboxd account that uh people say is pretty cool yes yeah follow uh, all of our social medias please 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 do uh and remember to tune in next time. Uh, I've I've been Ryan. I hopefully will continue to be Ryan. And I've been Noah.
But who knows who I'm gonna be tomorrow? He's so much better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. We'll see you next time. On Family Guy Talk. Count it up, counting. Bull here, lot of mountains. Why hire accountants? When you got no allowance. Family Guy Talk. Bring it eight, soft. Talk, talk, walk. Showcase and stop. Episodes be diving. Way between the lines and analyze the writing. Pete Lois and Brian. Friendly guy, talk. Friendly guy, talk. Friendly guy, talk. Friendly guy, talk.